Dun 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 dun. This is Bakker thrown in. It's a Bakker thrown in. Welcome back, ladies and germs. We are here to break down season six, episode two, home. Let's get into the Wikipedia. In the north, after learning the hunters sent after Sansa and Theon were dead, Ramsay deduces Sansa would seek John's protection and proposes to storm Castle Black. Roose warns Ramsay such action would turn the entire north against the Boltons. After learning Roose's wife, Walda, had given birth to a son, Ramsay immediately kills his father, then has Walda and her child mauled to death by his hounds. While continuing north, Sansa learns Brienne saw Arya alive before losing her in the Vale. Confident that Brienne and Podrick can protect Sansa, Theon states that he intends to return home. In King's Landing, as Marcella's body lies in the state of the Great Sept of Baylor, Jamie is approached by the High Sparrow. Jamie threatens the High Sparrow for Cersei's treatment. The High Sparrow, undaunted, responds that the Faith Militant has the power to overthrow an empire, which unnerves Jamie, as it should, Jamie. Cersei is forbidden to leave the Red Keep for Marcella's funeral by Tommen in an effort to protect her from the sparrows. Tommen later apologizes to her and asks her to teach him how to be strong so he can protect the people he loves. In Marine, at council with Varys, Masande, and Grey Worm, Tyrion learns that Apostor and Yunkai have been taken by the Masters, knowing that, um, knowing that they. Sorry, I stopped reading. My guest is trying to text me, Zan. Hold on, Zan. Um, knowing that they need the dragons to defend Marine, Tyrion heads to. Viserion and Rhaegal's chamber to free them. While wary at first, the dragons do not attack Tyrion and allow him to undo their shackles before retreating deeper into the chamber. That was nuts. In Bravos, Arya continues to duel with the Waif but still performs poorly. After one particular defeat, Arya is surprised when Jaqen Hagar appears and attempts to tempt her with food, bedding, and return of her vision. Arya refuses all of Jaqen's offers and Jaqen tells Arya to follow him, telling her she no longer needs to live on the streets. Beyond the Wall, Bran is back, continues his training with the Three-Eyed Raven. He witnesses a vision of young Eddard. Benjen and Lena Stark training together at Winterfell. He also learns Holdor's real name, Willis. However, the Three-Eyed Raven pulls Bran out of the memory, warning him that, the risks, that he risks drowning in old memories. Mira Reed stands, watch aimlessly outside, though Leaf, the child of the forest assisting them, remarks that Bran will soon need Mira's help when he is able to better use his visions. On the Iron Islands, Balon Greyjoy is assassinated by his brother Euron, who throws him off a bridge to his death. At Balon's fun- funeral, Yara swears vengeance against Balon's killer, but is reminded by her uncle Aaron, a drowned priest, that her position as his successor depends on the results of the King's Moot, a ceremony where the Ironborn elect the new leader. And at the Wall, this shit, okay... Davos and the Loyalists, guarding Jon's body, prepare to make a stand against Thorne and his allies. But before a fight can begin, the outer gates of Castle Black are breached by a giant 1-1, followed by Tormund, Ed, and an army of wildlings. Outnumbered, the mutineers surrender and are locked in cells in Ed's orders. Davos pleads with Melisandre to attempt to resurrect Jon, reminding her of her previous miracles. Though Melisandre's faith has been shattered by Stannis' defeat, she is reminded of her encounter with Beric Dondarrion who has been resurrected six times, and attempts a ritual. Melisandre is seemingly unsuccessful, and she, Tormund, Ed, and Davos leave the room defeated. But shortly afterwards, Jon awakens. What the hell 
is going on. As I said, Zan is eager. He's back. He's ready for action. Zan, thanks for coming back on the show. What's going on, Zan? Not much. How are you? I'm good. I don't know what was going on. I'm cooking now. Oh, man. Doing it live. I'm just kidding. We're not, right? We're live. Oh, geez. We're live. <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's going. I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. Are you ready? I'm pretty ready. This is a batshit crazy episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of, lot of weird things that happened. A lot of weird things. Absolutely. So I'm excited. To, I'm happy I have you here cause, <laughs> because I love, I have guests on the show that sometimes just watch the episode and weigh in, but then, uh, and, and that's great cause it's good conversation, but I have, but I like having guests as well that have watched the series multiple times. So you're reminded of like things that might be happened in like season three or season two, you know what I mean? Right. And right, so right. some, so something happened kind of crazy in this episode that I think that you might be able to help shed a little light on. Sure thing. Okay. Should we get firing? Let's do this. Fire away. Fire away. Fire away. <laughs> there it is. Little pitch perfect action. Okay. So the episode is called home and it starts with Bran and we haven't seen him. I don't think all season five. He's just yeah. been gone. This is the first time Bran has been back since season finale of season four. Jeez Louise was not a single episode of season five. Crazy, right? You forget that that kid's around. If I didn't know know that he was the winner, I would have completely forgotten about him. I know. He just totally disappears off the map. Right. So he's back with the stupid thread raving and I raven. I said, this is boring me. Like it's just whatever. But the one funny thing I had to say was now that Brand is bigger and he's on the move all the time. Right. And it's up there where it's cold. Yeah. Where does he get bigger winter boots? You know, that is a very good question. There's not like a Trader Joe's around. He's he's still wearing like his leather boots, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, like, think about it. He started this training, you know, so much longer. He's so much bigger now. His feet must have grown. Where do these boots come from? That's a very good question. I mean, mean, if you look at their clothing, a lot of them, a, a lot of them, at least him and uh Wylan or the girl or whatever her name is and then Hodor they're all wearing like they're wearing like skins more now than they were earlier on either and, but, but and where they got those I don't know I may, well, maybe you could get skins it's fine it just seems like boots it's like something that like takes a long time to make and he's got some really warm boots who's the boot maker there and Who to does be that? fair and to be fair does he really even need the nice warm boots Correct. He can't feel, I mean, like, I guess you I mean, don't yes, want to get yes, frostbite. Yes, still needs, yes, he still needs blood flow down there. But to be fair, he doesn't feel it. So, right. I guess it doesn't need to be very well insulated. It just, I hope, I hope the fancy, fancy, nice, best boots are not wasted on Bran just because he's just because he's Bran. Just because he's Bran of Winterfell, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought, damn, like, oh, they're hearing me damn being pretentious, rich, kid, rich kids. <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoy your boots. I can't even walk. Okay. God. Oh, Brand. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say. It's like, all right, he's practicing with his three-eyed raven. It's kind of a fun flashback to see young Eddard Stark, whatever. Well, yeah, and that, and that was one thing that I... So, Brand. So, Brand, Brand, Brand. Brand has been gone for so long. And really, the reason why is because in the books, them getting to the three-eyed raven and all that stuff is, I believe, where Brand leaves off. 
in the books. That is as far mm. as we've got in the books. Or maybe even just before. I don't I don't know <laughs> if like that season finale, what whatever happened there is canon, but I know that everything from here on out with Bran is all from the writers, not the books. Mm. And that's why he wasn't in season five, is because there just wasn't any more material on him. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's bring this let's bring this boring ass character back right we're and like then, well, and then another writer that, said that kid who can't walk what are we <laughs> going to do with him and you know Bran, i think is one of the more interesting characters in the story at least when it comes to like the fantasy aspects of you know game of thrones and all that yeah. stuff. but i don't know to me in the show i feel so bad because i just feel like Bran just gets whinier and whinier and whinier Oh, and then by the time he comes, well, I mean, up until this point, and then now he's back and you're kind of like, you know, I didn't miss him in season five. You yeah, know, but I, I, I didn't. There's a, there's I wrote down. Mystery. This is boring me. I wrote yeah. this down. This is boring me. <laughs> this is boring. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery surrounding Bran and the three eyed Raven and stuff. And, you know, as it progresses, it, it, it is interesting, but I don't know. I don't know if it quite is satisfying for me, but that's just that's. I don't know. That's what, you know, whatever. Let's move off that then. Just yeah. whatever. Him <laughs> let's, and his stupid, let's move past that. Him and his stupid boots. But we did see, we did see young Hodor who could sure. speak. Willis who could speak. his name. Uh, yeah. We saw, we saw Ned. We saw some of his siblings. Um, but again, I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of interesting. I, like, I don't. I don't really know. It's it kind of jumps in there right at the beginning. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, Bran. And then you're kind of oh, yeah, like, Bran. something going to happen now. But, you know, whatever. right. Whatever. So anyway. it transitions over to to the stupid traitors uh, uh, at yes. the Night's Watch. Right. Uh, yes. um, Where the, and... new, the uh, newly appointed Lord Commander had recently been slain. Yes. Um, yeah. And then well, what is sweet that the giant comes in. And he takes that guy and just smashes him against the wall. That's, that's, that's honest. Well, I, I love that so much. Uh, yeah. Death like... by giant swinging into you. Like, however you want to say that death by wall, I guess. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I like this episode a lot because it really isn't like a big action sequence, which is yeah. fine, but there's just these little moments of like grotesque violence that you're just kind of like, Oh damn. You yeah, because it's just reminding what you. happens in the very next scene, which we'll get to. But yeah, it's just like, yes. oh, yeah, this is you could die at any moment in this world. Very yes. cool. Yeah, but dumbest, dumbest crossbow men in the world, I, I would have to say. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Yeah, but um, that, now is who a, is, that is a great moment. Now, who is the guy that that's like it's 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 John's buddy. What's his name? Ed or you something know, like that? I, I think it's Ed. I never remember his name. Yeah, I, but he's I, there to like avenge John, there. right? Yeah, he, he's like, he was the it. guy that went out to find the wildlings to bring them to help to help with John because of yeah. the uh, everything that was going on. Um, yeah, so he arrives, you know, like a right at the right moment. Guy gets right bashed the right against the wall, and then they're all like, "Nope, yeah, we should stand down." There's a yeah. giant, which is ironic and hilarious because I talked about that, I think, with Tara. Tara or Brad and Lindsay in one of those episodes where I was talking about this giant showing up and like this giant could take over at any time. I think it was with Brad and Lindsay. And I just thought like, and this it's funny that I said that. And then this episode demonstrated, yeah, the giant is in control. Yeah. It makes you wonder why he isn't or why like, I don't and know. He's too dumb. 
doesn't well, and understand. I, well, and I think that goes back to even with Mance, like even in the earlier seasons, because Mance was not a king. I don't think those giants would follow somebody who ruled, you know, with an iron <laughs> fist or an That's iron a, throne yeah. in this case, or, you know, whatever. So I think the wildlings are just much more of a community rather than, you know, a monarchy. Okay. And sure. I think that's maybe the only way it works. I don't know. Cause I would not want to mess with that. <laughs> no, but I think if I'm a giant, I know that like, why am I like working as a community with these little people? Like why would I fight on their side? Uh, how do you set your allegiance? I don't know. That's that maybe was just they, what was interesting. Maybe there's greater things to fear. Nick. Oh boy. Okay. 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 I, okay. Don't I'm scare me. Don't no, scare that, me. That's, that's not a foreshadow. That was literally just me being facetious. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, but then, yeah, so we go to the next thing where we have, um, there's this drunk making fun of Cersei, death by wall as well. Exactly, death by wall. Walls are very, very hot in this episode. <laughs> Walls are hot, okay? And the mountain is a scary dude, right? I, I love that sequence because it's just, it's so, it's just so casual for him as the mountain. I just love it. Just boom. Boom. Away. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, um, but then the conversation with uh, were Jamie and the High Scepter, right? And he said, "You would spill yeah. God, <clears throat> you would spill blood in this temple." And Jamie has a great quote here. They said, "Oh, the gods won't mind. They've spilled more blood than the rest of us combined." I wrote that like, one down too. It is such a good line. It's a such really a good, good line. line. Like, don't say like that. God cares all of a sudden now about blood being spilled, especially in His name or for His name or whatever. Like, it's so silly to me. Yeah, but what a good line that is. That I like I like that exchange a lot. The guy that it's plays the high sparrow has such a good face for his he, role. He uh, He is so good about he just has zero fucks to give. He's like a, yeah. uh we are the many now. Like I he is like Batman in terms of a symbol that, you know, like or the Dread Pirate Roberts, you know, it's like there's more fear behind the message than the actual person. Right? Well, and that's, like, and that's, well, and that's what he says. Like, I mean, and I think that's probably one of the most powerful moments of that scene is not Jamie threatening him and all these things, but then he says, you know, we are the many, we are the humble or whatever, but, you know, we could take down an empire or whatever yeah. he says. Yeah. And it's like, oh, damn. Like, I feel like that's kind of the first time he reveals potentially what he's trying to do. Right. Um, and it's, you see a bit more because you always, I mean, you always knew there was more to him, but maybe this was the first indication of it. I don't know, but I I love that whole exchange, and it's, it's over, fantastic. Yeah, but poor poor Marcella, uh, <laughs> dead body. I, I all I gotta say is that I'm glad they addressed the eye stones on like the, the corpse. Yeah, because those what they say just, that was just freaked me out. <clears throat> Why do they do that again? What they say? So the idea I think he said was that they're open to basically the next life. So as your your body your corpse as eyes is closed or dead the stones represent your eyes open into Got your it. next you know paradise or life or whatever the seven heaven i don't know whatever yeah 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 it is interesting that we have another scene with jamie next to a dead child at least there's yeah. no rape in this one so that's good yeah and let's see was it last episode where um cersei talks about her prophecy uh, I believe it was the previous episode. Might have been last season, where she talks about that. The, yeah, the, she did. The, yeah, where yeah, it was foreseen. Yeah, that yes. yeah, that her kids were yeah, that she was going to live her kids. Yeah. So two down. <laughs> <laughs> Tommen and 
Tommen's the weakest of the three, so... Hey, hey, Tommen is not weak. Tommen is a sweet boy. If you need to describe someone as a situation. sweet boy, that's not... That's not strong. That's weak. You just... You I mean, I, would, I wouldn't say his kindness is weakness. You know, I, I, I like Tommen a lot. Do I well, think he's be- naive and a child? Yes. But, I don't know. I think Tommen is... I like Tommen a lot as a character. Well, that's because and, you're kind... And what people don't, what we don't know when people aren't, when you can't hear people, they say you're weak. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think See, I'm weak? You're not even going to stand up for yourself. <laughs> Come on. This is where you say, hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> I can't do that. That's so oh, mean. Oh, wow. That's so mean. Okay, Tommen. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Okay. Just call me sweet boy from now on. We'll just, okay. We'll sweet, 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 sweet boy. <laughs> Tommen had his wife and his mom locked up and he just sat around. You do you think Joffrey would have handled how would have he handled that? Say oh, what you man. will about him. He would it would blood, heads would have rolled. Not good or bad. Because True. I'm saying Tommen's weak doesn't mean I dislike him or think he's incredible uh, not incredible uh discredible. I just I'm pointing out that he does not have strong will character character traits is what I'm pointing out. Yeah. I mean, I and I, I mean, and rolling into the next scene when he's talking to Cersei, that's exactly what he apologizes for. Yes, he's saying, you know, I could have had them all killed. I could have had everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. ripped out of there and brought you home, and I didn't. Yeah, um, and it, and he seems to regret that. He and, does, and you know, he says, sure, like, I need your help. Yeah, yeah, I need but, your help. And Cersei's gonna help. I'm like, how is Cersei gonna help Tommen? Just gonna make more <laughs> Joffrey like? Yeah, oh, that's boy. great. Yeah, that's that's great. Everyone wants more Joffreys in the world. Right, please. So then sweet we boy. move Sweet Boy. Sweet boy. Sweet hey sweet boy, let's talk about Tyrion next. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tyrion, um, yes. Yes, where they I like the line where it's like, I don't make dwarf jokes. He goes, But you think them. But you think uh, them. I mean everybody yeah. does. And then this a quote that my friends all the time that I now just hear like, that's what I do. I drink and I know things. I'm like, yes. oh man, this is so funny. Like, do you have anything where you've heard people quoted a lot for a long time and you just maybe think that they're funny or witty and then you see it in a movie like, oh, you're getting it from that. Yep. This Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. A few times. I can't remember. Do you remember have an example exactly off the where, top of your head? You know, I can't think of one specifically, but it happens to me all the time because I'm not really... I don't really delve into a lot of content, unfortunately. And so I tend to miss things. Yeah. Uh, My dad I, I, all the time when I was growing up would say, if I was challenging him to a fight, he goes, you really want to go? There'll be two hits. Me hitting you, you hitting the ground. And I always thought, man, my dad's tough. <laughs> and then I watched fucking Breakfast Club. I'm like, my dad's not tough or smart. He just quotes, <laughs> just quotes Emilio Estevez. Hey, to be fair, though, Breakfast Club is a great movie. It's a banger. And my dad also, another one too, if I said something and you go, did I stutter? I'm like, dad, you keep ripping club. Which I always thought was kind that, of that funny. That is also from the breakfast club, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. My dad ripped off two quotes from the breakfast club that I didn't know until I watched it. I'm like, dad, I always thought that you were this tough, witty guy. No, no, no. But, but I'm sure there's other moments like that too, where it's like this one, my friends do say these, this, like I drink and I know things. And I was like, okay, whatever. And now I'm like, oh, you're quoting a show. Cool. Here's the moment. Yeah, it's definitely one of Tyrion's most famous lines, I think, in the entire series. There's there's a bunch earlier on, at least in like in the earlier seasons, but I think that this is probably the most famous one in the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, I drink and I know things. Yeah. And then he goes and messes around with these dragons. 
And I was just scared the whole time. And then when he's done, I liked what he said. Next time I have an idea like that, punch <laughs> me in the face or whatever he said, right? Yeah. So real quick, I got yep. to talk about that scene really fast. Because good. in my opinion, this whole episode is fine. It's fairly straightforward. There's a lot of good stuff. This scene with Tyrion and the dragons is very interesting. Mm. So there is, in the community of the book readers, because the book has not gone, you know, further than where it is because currently in the books Tyrion has has killed his father and has left and that's essentially where Tyrion has left off I believe he's gone to Volantis or wherever he must you know and ended up in Essos but not much has gone forward to there and I believe he's going to to Marine in the books um so there's a very big theory in the books that Tyrion is actually not full Lannister. Mm. There's actually a theory that um, Tyrion is actually a, a bastard um, mm. and actually part Targaryen. Well, that would make sense then if he can talk to these yeah. dragons, right? So it would it would make sense that they would not find him aggressive because they could sense. I mean, because as he as he addresses that dragons are potentially more intelligent than men, and you know, right, you know, right, right, potentially the most intelligent creatures. So this is an interesting moment, and I can't decide if again because this is this has not happened in the books, but I can't decide if the show writers decided like they liked this theory and they wanted to progress it, or they wanted to kind of dive into it a little bit, and this was like their moment of doing that. But it opens up a lot of possibilities, and I it, it's in, it just. I like seeing it in the show that they address it yeah. to wherever it goes to. But I love that. I don't know. It makes me excited to see where it'll go in the book. So um, currently where just right now, as of January 9th, 2022, where are the books at? How many books are need to be done? What's going on here with George R. R. Martin? So here? Winds of Winter is the one that he's working on right now. So I believe there's five books that have been released. I don't know. I have not read all of them. And in fact, I haven't, I haven't read any of them, but <laughs> I do like, I do like reading about them. Like I, like when we watch the show, I would spend a lot of time reading about like where the, where the book differences are with the show. I love looking at the lore of the books and all these different okay. things because I, I was just, I'm so fascinated with the world of, you know, Westeros and Essos and all that stuff. Like I, I love reading about it, the world that George R. R. Martin has created. And so in the books, I believe that there's supposed to be two more. There's Winds of Winter and then there's the Dream of Spring is supposed to be the last one. There may be one in between there, but I'm pretty sure those are the last two. So he's not even close. No. <laughs> no. He's not. Uh, another question, like, why not just talk to George R. R. Martin and be like, hey, how is this going to end so we don't butcher it? Like, did they have those conversations with him? You know, I, I wonder. I, I think they did early on because season six is... Has, they went on the record to basically say that they are completely off literature now. Right, um, right. And they kind of made that statement on purpose because I think what happened was is that George R. R. Martin was giving them insights into things that may be, may be happening early on after these books, after early in Winds of Winter. Um, but I don't think he let them on as much as people think. I think they had a few concepts that were kind of like hinted at throughout all the books that were are confirmed in winds of winter. But as far as anything past that, I don't know if he shared anything and I'm kind of curious to see. Um, my guess is he did not, but I also wonder how much just fatigue and how much like 
motivation was lost after all the shows went up and whatever happened for him to continue writing. I don't know. But I don't know. I, it, it'll be really interesting to see when Winds of Winter comes out. Is there a due date or no? There was, and then I think he pushed it back to... It'd be really TV. funny if he. It would be really funny if he blamed COVID for pushing it back. Like, bro, you just got to write. Like, this you're, is okay. You're an author. <laughs> you're, yeah, like you don't get to use COVID as if anything. Like, you should have right. pushed forged you're on. You're the one bro. person who should benefit from COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guys. Sorry, I got to push back the date. You know, COVID. Well, I think what? I actually think that's what happened. I think early on, like when the pandemic was starting, like he kind of said that he was finishing it this year. And I think that like made people excited, but you know, that was 2019. So here we are in 2020 two. two. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's still not here, but uh, you know, for, right, me, for me, I mean, I'm not, I haven't read the books. Do I want to? Yes, I do. But you know, learning about the lore is, you know, the stuff that I like too, as well. So yeah. without as many words to read <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, that was just one of my one of the things I wanted to bring up about Tyrion. Okay, I'm glad that you brought moment that up. with the dragons is is a great moment, but also leads to a lot of potential ideas about Tyrion. Maybe he is actually more than he seems. Cool. I like that. I like that. All right, we'll be looking at that. So we're going to transition then to Arya. Back to Bravo. Back, yeah, uh, blind, getting her shit rocked, and but then. Um, I like when he's when uh, Jacken shows up again. This guy just just keeps showing up, and he offers her, uh, you know, food and shelter, and then even her eyesight. And she said, "No, I'm, I'm no one." And it's like, "All right, she's advancing. This is interesting." And then that's that. Yeah, that was the whole. That was all Arya we got, and uh, was I it. don't know. I thought they would lead to more. I forgot it was just that small segment of that. Are you still getting the crap kicked out of her every day? And you know, maybe she's maybe she's doing better. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I'm going to watch Poor the Aria. next episode soon. Poor Arya. Poor Arya. Uh, then we're going to transition to uh, Ramsey um, being oh. scary again. And oh, this gosh, this was my good old the old Fock moment here, where Lord Bolton has a son, and then he kills his dad, and then you can. Guess what's going to happen to the boy and yeah. the and the mom? Which exactly what happens? The they tear apart. Like okay, so Ramsey's now firmly in control over there. That's I'm so glad Sansa's out of there. So yeah. glad that. To that be honest, was, when I when I rewatched those scenes, I actually skipped oh. the. Uh, yeah, like I can't, I can't. It's right. It's like we get it, we get it, you know. And, get it. He's and, the that was a, and that's actually why season five is really hard for me to watch because I feel like oh, season, yeah. season five, five really. It's, it's, oh my gosh. It's so brutal. And the, I feel like this moment and a few more in, in season six are still pretty brutal. But generally speaking, I feel like season six actually takes a big step back when it comes to the um, brutality of it, which, which I think, I think the reason why is because they had lots of complaints, you know, yeah. because five, like you watch five and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like it just, I like, I remember watching it with Margot one day, like when we finished it and we thought to ourselves, we're never going to watch this show ever again. Like, yeah. I've talked to with a few of my guests where a few of my guests were like, I, I'm, I'm done. I debated like, I, I'm not watching any more of this after a yeah. couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Five is brutal. Six not as brutal, but still good. So, yeah, I think six, I think I this is six one is of the most good. brutal moments in the entire season. So, just because it's so personal and so horrid, and 
just a nightmare. Anyway, we can move on because I, I I totally skipped it. <laughs> so. This is a bad. Well, yeah, we'll move on. You're saying this is one of the worst parts about him murdering his his dad and his yeah and his mother-in-law or whatever mother-in-law and his, and his brother yeah, yeah that's a, it's one of the brutalest moments of the season i think oh okay um, well good that's they save it they save way, it then. they save it all for ramsey <laughs> so because right. he's just terrible and oh gosh yeah anyway the next yeah the next scene we have brienne giving mm. sansa aria updates which is nice and poor theon you know just that whole thing of like i don't want to be forgiven and um, just yeesh, and then he's going to leave. And I'm really wondering what's like, he's going home to, I assume, the Iron Islands. Mm-hmm. And then to we Pike. have to Pike, right, right. And Theon's sister, I think, is rad. And yeah. then who, I, I wrote, Yara. who is this guy that just kills the king? Got a mystery man who kills Balon, throws him off the bridge. But it's his brother, right? Uh, yeah, they mention, Yeah, he does mention it's his brother. Yeah, and he's murdered, and then but but um, Yara. I was like, it's not Sansa, it's not Arya. Yara, Yara. <laughs> oh my God, Sansa, Arya, Yara. Too many Oz. Too many Oz. Um. So yeah, Yara wants to be in control, and they're like, they're just being, like, that's not how this works here, right? Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, see Iron how that Island, develops. Iron not Iron much. Very very different from the rest. Very of, different. Very you know, different very indeed. Different world and and you know they. Clearly, we're the inferior group of people because they were always pushed down by many re- from many rebellions and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of expendable. I don't know. One thing that I found funny, co- almost comical, in this entire sequence with Balon is that when he leaves his like his tower on the island and he's walking across the bridge and he's like struggling to walk on the bridge, I'm kind of like, how many times have you crossed this bridge in your life? Hilarious. And That's a really, reason, really, really time, yes. You're having trouble. I get. Oh, I get I can't that there's do a storm. It. It's, no, but, then but I, still, but then it's always was, storming there. <laughs> it's true. But then I feel like all the all like the the uh, Iron Irons guy people are always just wet. <laughs> like some so part wet. of them is all the wet time, constantly. I mean, uh, even which, like they're wet when they're like when they're letting him. You know, they're sending him off to sea. They're all standing in the ocean doing it. Right. It's like someone's yeah, hair right. is wet, or everyone just looks wet. You guys are makes, wet which I would not want to live there. But I, I actually think, but then as I was watching that scene, I realized that it was probably intentional because he's kind of shaky on the bridge. And then it shows his brother, the cloaks guy, but totally stable. So it's like they're on a boat. He's got his sea legs. Balon don't has, doesn't have his sea legs anymore. So it was like a visual uh, metaphor. Yeah. I think okay. it was a visual metaphor. And so once I, I, I thought about that and I said that, I was like, why is he like, why is he not stable on this bridge? Why is he acting like a freaking baby? But but then I but then I saw the visual juxtaposition. I was kind of like, oh, maybe that was intentional. God, you're smart. Was... All my guests are so much smarter watching at it, and I would, uh, my brain was like, this guy looks scary. <laughs> well, it took, me, it took too... me watching the entire show at least twice to even know people's names. So don't yeah, worry about it. okay, I won't there, worry Nick. about it. You'll get there, sweet boy, sweet boy, Nick. <laughs> now I'm the sweet boy. <laughs> I'll show you. How sweet I am. <laughs> so the now we get to the meat um potatoes of this episode because oh, yeah. I, you know, obviously have a love affair with John and was texting everyone that like um John Snow is dead. What the hell? And now he just woke up. Okay. What in the hell? Very aggressively That's, too, like, <gasps> like Well, I guess yeah. if you're waking up from dead, I'd probably be aggressive too. Yeah, that's probably true. But what um 
wasn't there a scene back in like season two, season three of like some guy who said that he has been like dead six times or something yes. like that? Yes, yes. I only remember that because I just read the Wikipedia recap, which it said that and it sparked my memory that this, like, so tell me, can you please shed me a little light on here? Cause I'm just think I, at first watching, I'm thinking this is stupid because it's just a, a workaround of magic. Like, Oh, we're going to shock the audience that John's dead and we're going to bring him back because actually he's really popular. I'm like, this is such a cop out stupid, but there was groundwork laid for this. So can you give me a little bit of insight into that? Yes, there was. So one of the first times we actually meet Malisandra, the little mm-hmm. red lady is actually when Arya has escaped King's Landing. I think this is season two, maybe season yeah. one, even no, no she's two. not in season yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Season two. She's with Gendry and, you know, the chubby kid and all those other Gendry still around even just lost cause Gendry. Well, and this, this was like, and this was one of the last moments you see him. I think the last moment you really see him is when Malisandra like takes his blood or whatever in the bathtub. Right. Um, right. But you no, know, we haven't not seen Gendry since then, but this was the moment where, so the brotherhood without banners saves Arya Gendry and all these people from, right from prison from like the, the cart or whatever, like the Lannisters have caught them again or yep. something. And in the brotherhood without banners, they basically, they call themselves that because they don't really hold, they're not knights or anybody for any Lord. They just kind of defend the faith. Essentially. They're kind of on their own. The guy that leads it, his name is Sir Barrick. He's the guy that had like, he has like the little eye patch bandana thing. Yeah. His face, yeah. If you remember with the flaming sword. So that's his big thing is that he has a flaming sword from the Lord of Light and he can ignite it whenever he wants. He just runs his hand on the blade and it catches on fire. Yeah. There's another person with him. He's actually a red priest. He's not a, he's not like a red lady, like a priestess, like Malisandre, but he's a red priest from the Lord of Light, but has essentially been excommunicated and left serving the Lord of Light. However, he stays with Sir Beric because when Sir Beric died once at one point, he revived him. The the mm-hmm. Red Priest did. And since then, he re- has revived him, I think, nine times. Yeah. And one of the times actually happens on screen because him, Sir Beric fights the hound. Right, right, right. Arya's care or something. And he and the hound just drops a sword straight through his neck, essentially. Like, right. right through his clavicle into his chest. And then the guy, the red priest grabs him, kind of prays over him, and Sir Beric's fine. Right. So, and so Malisandra encounters them because they sell Gendry to Malisandra. Right. And so she encounters them. She, meet, she meets Sir Beric. She talks to the guy. And, he, and she says to him, she says, but you, you know, you are, you have done this like so many times. And he's like, yeah. And she, and she goes, but you are so unworthy to, be, to have this power because you yeah. are not like a devout and he says I know but don't ask me you know <laughs> like, don't ask me I'm just here doing my thing yeah. and for some reason the Lord of Light brings him back every time and so, yeah, light, was, he's, a, he's a weirdo yeah you see and that was always one of the things for me with the, with the show that really captivated me was the Lord of Light stuff because you have the seven you know which you don't really ever see any influence of the seven like like manifest in the world you know it's kind of the main religion of westeros but you don't really see any benefit of it but then the lord of light 
you know, Stannis is kind of a fanatic with Melisandre and all this stuff, but then you see stuff that you're like, okay, okay, hold on here. Is mm -hmm. she just a witch or is this really happening? Right. You know, what is, is going on here? Right. There's something more at play. And that was always one thing that drew me into the show was stuff with the Lord of Light. And then obviously it caps at the end of season five with ugh, one of the worst scenes in the world when uh before Stannis and them go into battle where they burn. Yes. Know, yeah. Oh, one of the worst moments of the show yeah. for me. But but then everything kind of changes. And so it's it's really and I like I like the scene between Davos and Malisandra because it's well, just, they it's, were so, they were fought for so long and now he's like asking for her help. Yeah. And, and in a very it's, you know, in a very humbling way for him, but then also in a way that's kind of unique and it has a very interesting perspective because she, you know, has revealed so much of her, her character is in the last couple episodes. Like we see her take her necklace off, for instance, and mm -hmm. and then we see all these other things that happen and you're kind of like, there's so much more to this character and so much more to this Lord of Light thing. But then when we cap this episode with her bringing John back, it's it's almost kind of the same position where she has been humbled or all these different things and she doesn't even believe it herself as she's right. But boom, it happens. It happens. And then I also wonder too, I mean, this was a prediction of mine or not a prediction, but a, uh, an, uh, a wondering. And now it's less of a wondering just because you just went through that great recap of all those of what happened and how that guy's been brought back nine times. But I'm like, okay, so John's awake, but is this going to be like a Harry Potter thing where like the resurrection stone and he's awoken, but he's like a shell of himself not really there. Or actually even, um, they, you know, the witch in season one that tried to bring back, you know, Drogo a little yeah. bit, uh, yeah. like he was not himself, you know, it's like blood magic. Yeah. Blood magic. It's like, yeah, they're, they're alive, but are they really alive? So I'm going to assume that John is going to be just from like that great, very thorough, detailed, analytical um, <laughs> response you gave me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't say deeper analytical. But yeah, I mean, and, that, and she references that where she kind of says, yeah, I've seen it once. Yeah, yeah. Referencing with Sir Beric. So I um, thought that he might be like a shell of himself. But now I think that he's going to be like, are you full blown Jon Snow now? And like, are is that real? Like he already had the people's their loyalty, right? Yeah. Except for the except for the stupid ones. Now you come back from the dead, like that's really gonna be like, oh, this guy is the shit. Yeah, it's it it's interesting. And I and it's such a tease the way they wrote these first couple episodes, because you see him get killed at the end of season five. Right. For the watch, and you know, forget all those those guys and especially Ollie. Um, but you uh but then you come into season six and again, there was a big gap between season five and season six because they had broken away from the literature officially and all this stuff. Yeah. And so where the book lets off as well is that John is dead and Malisandra is in winter is in uh, castle black. And that's all people know in the books. <laughs> um, so, so it's like, all right, well we have this witch here. Let's just bring him back. This and is so stupid that Martin see, and killed that him. A lot of people have always been theorizing in the books that the reason that this is happening is because Malisandre is going to bring John back because Jon Snow has always been like such an important character in the story. Yeah. And so in the show, that's what happened. Yeah. But you know, and who else was an important character? Great. Important until he wasn't. 
or Ned. Like, I mean, and that's one thing I like about J. George R. R. Martin's storytelling is that you get so connected to a character. Like you love Rob in the battle of the, you know, the war of the five Kings. And then you love Ned because Ned is just this, you know, amazing character, but then they're dead. But then it's like, but then it's well, like, oh, I well, even the really liked, over. but it's like, I no. loved Oberon too. Oh yeah. Oh, Oberon. Oh gosh. He's like my favorite character. Um, yeah, exactly. And so you love these characters and then they're gone. And then you're kind of like, well, it's over, but it's not. The yeah, world yeah. continues. And that's, and that's what I like about his writing is that it's so much less about like this person and this person's relationship or this person's feelings and more about just the, the, the structure of the world. It's a, it's a, it's the history. It's that this person dies, but life goes on. Life or goes as, on. Or as Tormund said in season three or whatever, you know, John says, should you want to say some words over your dead? You know, you're dead. And Tormund says, why? The dead can't hear you, boy. And it's like, it's just, I, I don't know. I love that about the story. And so I'm curious in the books if John even comes back. Right. Like, I'm curious if George R. R. Martin will be like, well, yeah, th this is one of the things that I told them about. So they put it in the show because mm -hmm. it, it should happen in Winds of Winter, theoretically. But maybe he, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Malasandra's there. That's so funny. And, nope. You know, nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, but in the show, like, it's very effective. I love that whole ending sequence. I love the how just mournful everything is. I love how, like, solemn everything is. And yeah. seeing this vulnerability of Malasandra, who's always been this just freaky character. It's an um, awful person. Yeah. Bizarre. But yeah. potentially has done a good thing. I don't know if you think John. Potentially. Well, I'm going to go watch the next episode right now. Um, unless there's it's, anything it's else. It's a good one. Yeah. Season six is, again, it's a, it's a nice step back from the brutality of five. Then the story progresses in a lot of ways that. That's fun. Um, cool. Is fun. And especially like the last like two or three episodes of six are probably some of the best episodes. Called, uh, Davis called season six, episode nine, you know, over a year ago. So I know, I know I'm looking out for something cool there. Well, I, so. think, I think Margot called episode 10 right yeah she wants 10 okay yep. yeah they're, they're and something very... crazy happens in five because a couple people wanted five five yeah so, five's a good one yep. so season six wanted some uh had some track yeah season six has got some moments that are pretty good yeah. um i i think yeah no season six is great there's a lot of good stuff and it's and it's it's refreshing because as they broke away from the script and like from the story that they actually were very successful um in season six so but all right anyway. i'm gonna go get after it you want to throw Do us it. out uh i don't i don't remember how to throw us out i'm just a sweet oh boy. you haven't been Sorry. listening you're, just, you're not listening uh to all the episodes so. i haven't listened to the most recent few but i have no i've been doing this thrown out thing for a long time it's scat <laughs> that's right <laughs> sorry sweet boy yeah, I'm, sweet. I'm too sweet i can't do it fine i'll go <laughs> this is baka thrown out yeah baka thrown out we are getting thrown whatever fucking shit i've listened to several oh good appreciate you doing all right what doing all right what do you mean doing all right just you oh yeah i'm doing good good